Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. Okay, so we've just made it through the fifth. And let me underline that. The fifth consecutive week of massive travel delays due to wicked winter weather. You know, I was astounded last week when I counted as a fourth week, but this is getting ridiculous. And I'm sure most of the folks in the the Midwest and in the South and in the Mid-Atlantic and in New England uh, would agree. More than 8,000 flights canceled this week. A thousand stranded passengers had to spend the night in the Charlotte airport on Wednesday night and Thursday and Friday. And on Friday, icy conditions helped cause a chain reaction 100-car pile up on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. All right, don't hate me for this, but I'm coming to you this weekend from beneath the palm trees of Fort Myers, Florida, on the Gulf Coast of Florida. To be more precise, I'm coming to you from the Edison and Ford Winter Estates. This is an attraction that's open to the public, and it's on the grounds that were once the winter homes of Thomas Edison and his buddy who lived next door, Henry Ford. In fact, the first 200 palm trees here were imported from Cuba by Mr. Edison. Henry Ford bought a home next to Edison's estate, but there's no question Thomas Edison is the focus here because he built one of his several laboratories right here. I'm sitting right across from it. You can still visit it. It's no exaggeration to say that Henry Ford was really sort of the Steve Jobs of his time. And we're going to talk about him at some great length this hour and, uh, and the next with the head of the Edison Ford estate. Her name is Chris Pendleton. Florida is a state of a lot of, with a lot of options for travelers. We'll get an overview of Fort Myers and uh, the county it's in, which would be Lee County. That also includes a couple of lovely vacation islands you've probably heard of, Sanibel and Captiva. Tamara uh, Pigott from the Lee County Visitors Convention Bureau joins me at about 18 after the hour. And this used to be cattle country. In fact, cattle were sent over the water from here to Cuba in the early 1900s. It's still home to lots of wildlife, from cougars to alligators, more than 300 varieties of birds. You can see Florida as it used to be at the Babcock Ranch. It's been here for 100 years. And shortly we'll meet Steve Tutko to hear more about that ranch. And the beaches here may well be the shell capital of the United States. North America's largest shell museum, it's called the Bailey Matthews Shell Museum, is on Sanibel Island. Now, some folks like to direct shell, uh, collect shells, I'm sorry. And then there's Pam Rambo. She lives for shells. She dreams about them. She blogs about them. And she attaches them to just about everything that doesn't move. She's in the house as well this hour. As I said, I'm sitting outside Thomas Edison's workshop that when he built his estate here was about a mile outside of the town of Fort Myers. Today, it's in the middle of a lovely neighborhood of homes and is one of the most popular tourist attractions in the region. I flew into Southwest Florida International Airport. The three-letter symbol that FAA gave it is RSW. Locals like to say that stands for really sunny weather. And there are, on average, 271 sunny days here per year, including this one today. Fort Myers sits six feet above sea level. The average high in July is 91 degrees. The average low in January is 53.5 Fahrenheit. It's been in the 70s and 80s here during this week that I've been here. The yearly average temperature, by the way, is 74.4 degrees. You may recognize the name of one of the tourists to first visit these parts. His name was Ponce de Leon, Mr. Fountain of Youth himself. He visited in 1513. He was also killed here by an arrow shot by a local Calusa Indian. 
One of the many islands scattered across the waters here is called Cabbage Key, an R&R &R spot for boaters who have plastered more than $30,000 in $1 bills on the bar's walls. But the big lure here are the beaches, 50 miles of white sand beaches that consistently receive high ratings from travel magazines. Now, before we dive more deeply into this piece of paradise, I want to call your attention to a study that Expedia released this week that took a look at the travel habits of millennials, travelers between 18 and 30 years old. In a survey of 8,500 employed, employed, I underline that word, millennials in 24 countries, Expedia and corporate travel brand called Agencia produced a report called Future, The Future of Travel Study. It found some inter interesting details. Kyle Baker is the director of business development of something called Priority Corporate Hi Housing. Kyle, first of all, tell me what Priority Corporate Housing is. Well, Rudy, thanks for having me on first. And uh, we do corporate housing travel for uh, large corporations or people who have closing delays on a house or... Uh, you know, any kind of situation where you might find yourself in need of 30 days or more of a stay. Uh, and we offer a different kind of option to a hotel. All right, we've got about two and a half minutes, uh, Kyle. Sure. Tell me what you took away from this Expedia report about the difference in millennials and the way they travel, particularly for business, compared to those of us who aren't millennials. Sure. Well, we're on the go. Uh, and being a millennial myself, I think that's important to note uh, that you know, we do things on a tablet, we do things on a phone, uh, and we like to experience things, too. So, uh, you know, what we've seen, and I'm in Richmond, Virginia, uh, so we're in a mid-market area, uh, but what we've seen is when we have, you know, the under-34 crowd that comes in, uh, they want to be downtown. They want to be near an urban center. They want to be, you know, close to where life happens. Uh, and how they find us is they find us on... You know, online most of the time, I think almost 75% of our bookings come through online. Um, and, you know, they're very interested in knowing everything they can right there at their fingertips. So that's a lot of what we've seen. Um, I note they the also uh, seem to be as, as anxious to collect frequent flyer points or, or hotel loyalty points as, say, their parents and grandparents. Well, certainly. Uh, you know, I, I know it impacts the way that I travel. So, you know, if, if there's a good loyalty program out there, we, we latch on to it, we take hold of it, and we go with it. Do they seem to uh, be trending more toward an Airbnb kind of situation, I mean, and less on, on chain hotels than, than maybe previous generations? You know, I think it's split right now, uh, and I think the trend is going more towards that way. Um, I mean, like I said, we, we like the niche. We like to find uh, our own space. Uh, particularly when we're traveling, uh, you know, as a way to get kind of ingrained where we are. Uh, we're very experiential. So we, we, we like to know kind of the root cause of what's going on in the area, if that makes sense. What, what does that mean to the hotel industry, and for that matter, for your long-term lodging uh, business model? Well, for, for our long-term lodging, it's great because we can kind of go anywhere. Um, you know, we, in, in particular, my company specializes in finding that kind of a niche. Um, hotel industries in particular, uh, you know, you're going to have to be really good on the loyalty side. Uh, you know, that's something that as a smaller company like mine doesn't have the ability to offer that. Um, so it's going to be an interesting struggle uh, as to who can give them more of what they want. And, and again, mobility and uh, the ability to find everything at the tip of their fingers on their phone or in the tablet is very important. Uh, we are going to post, uh, uh, Janet, my producer, executive producer, will post a link to this uh, Expedia travel report that Kyle's been talking about. If you're a millennial and you wonder how you and your fellow travelers differ from the rest of us, it's a, fun, it's a very easy-to-read report. This is not, 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 not too complicated. Uh, Kyle Baker, I thank you for joining me. All right, thank you, Rudy.
Kyle Baker is the Director of Business Development of Priority Corporate Housing. He looked at this report, and I wanted to get his sort of third-party uh, opinion on it. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. We're coming to you live from the uh, uh, estate where once the man who brought you the electric light bulb and the ability to record voices and, oh, about a thousand other patents used to spend his winters or part of his winters here. His buddy next door was Henry Ford, and we're going to learn more about the place that they, that it, what attracted them to this place now, what attracts about two million visitors to this place a year when we come right back. Stay with us. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Introducing Orbitz Rewards, the top-shelf margarita of rewards programs. As an Orbitz Rewards member, you earn rewards immediately on flights, hotels, and packages. That's right, like the kick from a good tequila, you get them instantly. The rewards you just earned on your flight to Miami, use them to book your hotel for the same trip. If you use the Orbitz app to book, you earn even more, 5% on hotels. So join today and be part of the only travel rewards program that gives you instant vacation gratification. Go to Orbitz.com rewards or look under sponsors at RudyMaxa.com. Are you suffering from itchy skin? It's terrible. The itch you can't seem to scratch, being miserable and uncomfortable, you just want immediate relief that lasts. You need TriCalm. It's new and not like the same old itch products in your medicine cabinet. Dermatologists recommended TriCalm relieves itchy skin in minutes, and it's backed by the itch-free guarantee. If TriCalm doesn't stop your itch, just mail them the empty tube and they'll send you a full refund. TriCalm comes in a blue and white box in the first aid aisle at CVS, Walgreens, and other fine retailers. Get TriCalm today and get relief. Thank you for calling Rosetta Stone for your free language learning demo. Yeah, what's the catch? Excuse me? Your ad says I can get a free Rosetta Stone demo. So, what's the catch? No catch. We're so sure the Rosetta Stone method is the fastest, easiest way to learn a new language that we'll give you a free demo to try it for yourself. Okay, but I've tried to learn a new language before, and it was always too hard. This is a completely natural way to learn a new language, just like you learned your first language. No tedious translation, useless memorization, or boring drills. It even comes in 30 languages. Oh, but there is one thing. The catch, right? You could start speaking in a new language in less than 15 minutes. Aha! Wait, did you say 15 minutes? To get your free demo from Rosetta Stone, call now, 1-800-337-1442. Experience for yourself the fastest, easiest way to learn a new language, guaranteed. For your free demo, call now, 1-800-337-1442. That's 1-800-337-1442. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Notice most people. Hey, welcome to welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Having so much fun here at the uh, Edison Ford Winter Estate that uh, I'm not paying attention to the time. I'm delighted to be joined by Tamara 
Pygett. She is the executive director of the Lee County Visitors and Visitor and Convention Bureau. Apparently, everybody else is visitors in Convention Bureau, but you like to go with the singular. Why is that, Tamara? That's an interesting question. I, I, I'd like to take responsibility for that. But well, I'm one not of your colleagues, to... Nancy, told me it's because you like to treat each individual visitor as a guest. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Well, that's you, you're welcome. We, we to are use very it. focused on customer service here. You know, uh, there's as you know, lots of sun and sand destinations in the world. And we like to distinguish ourselves by two things: one, our natural beauty and to our great customers. Yeah, we have a little breeze coming up here I can hear in our headsets. Yeah. But not a bad one, but that sounds pretty loud. Um, now, when, when you, when you, Lee County is big. You, you mentioned to me before the show there are like dozens of Lee counties all over the country. Correct. Fort Myers, I pre, Fort Myers, I presume is the heart of the, 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 the town. And you fly in and out of Fort Myers, right. obviously. You mentioned the Southwest Florida International Airport. Right. Um, RSW, a fabulous airport, easy, easy in and out. Very um, easy in and out. Probably one of the nicest airports in the country, to be honest. And I know I'm biased, but it's still one of the nicest airports. Well, I want you to be biased because I want to know what when you go to a travel convention, a national or even international travel convention, or you're talking to somebody in Portland, Oregon, or Los Angeles, and they say, well, why should I come to Fort Myers? What's your elevator pitch? My elevator pitch is you're going to see Florida from yesteryear. You are going to see a community uh, that is committed to their environment. Um, you're going to have a one-on-one -on -one experience with nature, and you're going to see uh, beautiful beaches uh, with shells and uh, dolphins in the water, manatees, more exotic birds than you can imagine. Uh, just really a beautiful, natural environment. You're going to have a great uh, family or, or romantic experience. It's a very um, connecting sort of place. Well, what I've been impressed about driving around is the uh, wide variety of, of sort of every, on every economic, every, every point, dollar point, of accommodations. Absolutely. So you can stay in motels, you can stay in hotels, you can stay in low-rise, you can stay in high-rise, you can stay in fancy places, you can, I presume, rent tons of condominiums and homes here. Lots of vacation rentals, all kinds of vacation choices for sure. Um, and, and from the highest end to, you know, budget accommodations, which is nice. I, you know, that means it's, it's accessible to everyone. How many people like I am come from out of state for the winter and how what is the average stay of people who come here and are the so-called snowbirds snowbirds typically come for about three months uh, you know it's interesting we see them coming a little earlier <laughs> I think they used to come in January now they're coming before Christmas sometimes before Thanksgiving now live in Minnesota yeah. I should be around October frankly. you know quite frankly when the snow starts falling up north uh, they're saying you know what it's 80 degrees down there I can play golf every day and walk on the beach every day and be in my boat and fish. like the swallows of Capistrano they come back right absolutely they, they can't miss out on this our tourism season, however, really doesn't heighten up until about mid-January uh, through, of course, whenever Easter falls. So right. that's kind of the, you know, the high rent time, the, the, the most beautiful time to be here. Um, but, uh, you know, when snow is falling somewhere else, it's hard not to want to be here when it's, you know, beautiful blue skies, sunny morning like it is today. You guys feel some smug satisfaction when you read about the last five weeks of winter in the Midwest, the New England, uh, well, every, even Atlanta, for goodness sake. Well, I, I think it makes it an easy sell, that's for sure. Um, you know, I was looking at uh, Instagram this morning and saw a, a aerial that NOAA had placed, and every even every southern state had snow except Florida, of course. So I was talking to someone last night who said, you know, the only state that hasn't gotten gotten any snow this winter is Florida. 
that's not that's not a surprise. Even Hawaii, not a, you know, not, they've got a mountain there that gets snow. It's not surprising to you. Not surprising. <laughs> I, I want to follow up on length of time of guests. Sure. Um, my 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 guest, by the way, is is Tamara uh, Pigott. She is the director of executive director of the Visitor and Convention Bureau here in uh, Fort Lee. Fort Myers is, of course, the center of Fort Lee. Um, you know, Captiva Island, Sanibel Island is all part of her bailiwick. The Someone who's not coming to rent a place or stay for several months, is, is it long weekends? Is it a week at a time? You know, I think our average length of stay is about 4.8 days. Um, you know, and you've got some people who are staying two weeks and you've got some people staying two nights. I mean, I think it really depends. Um, but this time of year, most people come for a week. Because What's the biggest industry here? Is it tourism? Tourism is By number far. one. Yeah, absolutely. Is anything yeah, made here? Do you make refrigerators or any uh, big... Some, some boat manufacturing. Um, uh, a lot of economic stuff. Of course, hospi the hospital industry, you know, the medical industry is, is big here. Sure, because you have retirees. Who are um, and, and, but tourism really is king. Is there any commercial fishing here? Is it oh, yeah, commercial fishing and shrimp. Uh, you have a lot of uh, shrimp, big shrimp industry about, uh, I, I think it's about a $6 million shrimp industry. Are these shrimp farms? or No, not shrimp farms. Caught in the Gulf. I mean, fresh Gulf shrimp. Some of the best, sweetest finest shrimp you'll find in the world. Big guys, little guys? Both. And do they Both. do they ever Tank. do they ever leave here or are they all consumed locally in there, Florida? There, there is a, there is a harvest season, the, the you know, a height of season, um, but uh, they're always in, I mean, they're always in the Gulf. I mean, you know, the estuaries are incubators for for the shrimp. Right, right. And do we technically say you're on the I know the barrier islands face the Gulf of Mexico, but uh, Fort Myers is on a river. A big river. Clusahatchee River. The Clusahatchee River. I'm glad you said that. rather than, And then it empties into a bay here. Estero Bay. And and, and that, the, the, the big waves, though, are on the other side of the barrier islands, obviously, Correct. where the Gulf of Mexico waves come in. I was out there just the other day. There's some significant waves. You know, you say the word Gulf. If, if you're not from around here, and I'm, sure. to me, a Gulf is a quiet, you know, almost like Lake Erie. Yeah. But it, clearly it's not. It, it, you, you could have told me that was an ocean and I would have believed it. Well, Gulf of Mexico is Big. very large. It's, it's not your typical Gulf, of course. But, uh, you know, the waves are, I mean, compared to the Atlantic, certainly, you know, or the Pacific, mild. And, of course, the water is warm. I mean, that's the beauty of the Gulf uh, of Mexico. But there Mexico. were surfers out there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially when you have some of those winter storms, you get some, some nice waves. Um, you know, a, a lot of it has to do with cold fronts and, you know, fronts pushing through and bringing in some storm activity. But for the most part, I mean, what I always tell people, the nice thing about our area is you can let the kids play in the water. You don't have to worry about the undertow. The, it's so shallow, you know, the, the continental shelf on the edge of the west coast of Florida is, you know, really wide. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's shallow and, and, and not a great undertow, you know, unless it's high storm season. And you touched on the history, and that's always interesting in a place to me because um, we're gonna, we'll talk a little about it with the Babcock Ranch folks. But I mean, this this used to play, be a place for for lumber, for cattle raising, grazing and raising. Um, and and agriculture is still important to Florida and and part of our community. Um, uh, absolutely, uh, Panarasa, which is where the causeway that leads out to Sanibel Island is, that was a major cattle. Um, you know, they would bring the cattle there, load them up on the boats, take them uh, to the islands, particularly to Cuba. So it's um, a long history with agriculture in the community. Are there still cattle being raised here? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you're going to talk to Steve Tutko. From, I am from Babcock Ranch. Absolutely. And he will share with you that is an active uh, cattle business. 
you don't ship them down to Cuba, though, I guess. No, I well, no. you know, embargo has a, a way of playing into some of those things. You have flights that come in on Air Berlin from Dusseldorf. Yes, we do. What is, first of all, where do most of your foreign visitors come from? Do you get a lot of South Americans here as Miami, Southern Florida does? You know, we're starting to see a few more of the South Americans come over, but our number one international market is Germany. Obviously, More than Canada? More than Canada, Really? Yes. Yeah. Be because of these Air Berlin flights? I, I suppose, I mean, remember, Canadians, I mean, a lot of them fly down, but a lot of them like to drive down. And I always say we're kind of at the end of that, <laughs> the end of that drive. You know, there's not much further south to go once you get here. Um, but uh, Canada, usually two or three. UK would be, UK and Canada are battling out for that two spot. And how about this from the United States? Where do people come from? Uh, primarily the Midwest, about uh, 40 48% of our visitors come from the Midwest and then about 25% for the Northeast. Um, I always say uh, I-75 runs right to the Midwest. They got on I-75, they drove down here put, and started making their, their they put way. put it on autopilot? And exactly. Come and right down here. On the East Coast, uh, you know, on Miami and Fort Lauderdale, they're mostly, you know, from the Northeast because 95 and 1, you know, run. The locals, the locals have any attitude about out-of-towners coming here? You know, I mean, I think always, you know, there is that, um, you know, it's too crowded and, you know, gosh, oh, they're here. They're here. Right. But I think, you know, when 52,313 people derive their job from our visitors, most people are pretty accommodating. What's the population of the county? It's about uh, 650,000. 650? Yeah, about 650. And about 10% of them work in tourism. Right? Uh, correct. So uh, big, big industry, obviously. A lot of, a lot of, uh, understanding that our visitors um, come and leave their cash behind. All right, Tamara, what's the website for someone who wanted to come here? www.fortmyersanibel.com. Is Fort spelled out? Fort is spelled out, but I think you could do it either way. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Tamara Pagat is the executive director of the Visitor and Convention Bureau here in Lee County. Fort Myers is where we're coming from. We'll be right back. Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now here's something you don't hear on the radio every day. Someone who can't see. I am totally blind. So I go through periods when I'm unable to sleep at night. And... I feel like I'm constantly running, but can never quite catch up. But this isn't a sleep problem. It's something called non-24-hour disorder. Learn more about non-24 by calling 855-856-2424 or visiting learnmorenon24.com. Ron Delano, Attorney Houston. If you've been diagnosed with mesothelioma, you may be entitled to a tax-free share of billions of dollars that have been set aside for mesothelioma cancer patients. Second-hand asbestos exposure can also cause mesothelioma. Many patients were exposed to asbestos and didn't even know it. Call right now to get the facts about your legal rights and possible financial compensation. Call participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 33 minutes after the hour, and this portion of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by our friends at Orbits.com. Orbits has a loyalty program you might not know about. 
It's called Orbux, and every time you book a trip or an airline or a hotel reservation, you'll get some Orbux, which you can apply either instantly towards your hotel stay to reduce the cost, or you can save it up, as you might frequent flyer points, for example, and apply it to a future hotel stay. So to find out more about Orbux, it's free, by the way. To sign up for this, go to orbits.com slash Orbux. Uh, I'm sorry, slash rewards, orbits.com forward slash rewards. Or just go to Rudy Maxa's homepage, which is rudymaxa.com, and there's a link there. If you've just tuned in, I'm coming to you live from the city or the town of Fort Myers, Florida, a beautiful place where as we come to you live uh, just after 10.30 a.m. Eastern on Saturday morning, I know a lot of our stations time shift the show to later on Saturday and Sunday, but I'm coming to you live Saturday morning. Oh, it's about a mild 71 degrees here. The sun is out. The palm trees are swaying. The palm trees that Thomas Edison brought here, by the way, 200 of them from Cuba, because we're at the Edison Ford, I'm at the Edison Ford Winter Estates, and the executive director of the estates is with me. Her name is Chris Pendleton, and she joins me now. Chris, welcome to the show. Good morning, good morning. I welcome. had no idea. First, I didn't know that Thomas Edison spent his a couple months every winter here, that he had a whole laboratory here, because he's had several laboratories in New Jersey, you know, all over the place. Um, didn't know his buddy, ne- uh, Henry Ford, lived next door, and... Uh, I'm just flabbergasted at how beautiful the grounds are. Tell me a little about Henry Ford and Fort Myers. Well, Henry Ford came uh, later than Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison came Excuse me, excuse me. I keep getting Henry Ford. Tell me about Thomas Edison. He did not come here for the sun and surf, did he? Well, he came here to find some sunshine, certainly. He came in 1886 and um, married his second wife shortly thereafter and continued coming until the early 1930s. So, Built a beautiful home here. Beautiful home, research gardens, uh, research laboratory, uh, loved to fish, loved the sunshine, loved the beach. Uh, let just recap for those of us who might not remember exactly how big, I mean, I, I said at the top of the show, Thomas Edison was the Steve Jobs of his time. He changed all kinds of technology, beginning with the light bulb. And sitting next to us is a Edison standard phonograph. He was the first guy to realize that you could actually record voices which was mind-boggling at the time. It's hard for us to imagine, I think. Phenomenal. He was actually working on the telegraph. He was a telegrapher, and he was trying to figure out how to do multiple broadcasts of the same telegram. Without having to repeat it each time. Correct, click, 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 correct, click. correct. And so that's how it, it came forward, that he used tinfoil. He was able to make the impressions. The sound came. He worked with the horn. He put a needle on that tinfoil, then exactly played over right. it, and it actually and made sound. the vibration made sound, yes. So what we have here in this Edison Standard Phonograph is actually what he started selling retail-wise, trucks door-to-door, which is a coil, a metal coil? Uh, which is a cylinder. Cylinder, uh, sorry, sorry. A cylinder that um, actually the impressions, uh, the vibrations are made into the cylinder and then it's picked up and uh, played back. So, so a diamond or sapphire needle is placed on it and then it's got one of these old-fashioned horns for a speaker that comes out. And TJ, who's a historian here at the museum, can you can you crank this up for us, TJ, so we can hear a little Thomas Edison uh, style? You're literally cranking it up. And what is that doing, TJ? Building up tension Build, on the spring. Building up tension on, okay. So this will make the cylinder go around. Mm-hmm. You drop the needle on it and- Release the brake. Release the brake there. Okay, the cylinder's going around. Now you have this great big horn to which the needle is attached and you're about to lower it onto the cylinder. And here we go. It sounds like old-timey music. It's old-timey music, and uh, it's amazing, though. What we're hearing is actually background noise as well as the music. Um, well, you could probably lift that up. That was called... T- that, that's, what was that called, TJ? My wife's gone to the country, hooray. My wife has gone to the country, hooray, hooray. Hooray, hooray. Who'll ever forget that song? But 
But he not only created the phonograph, which astounded people, and I guess wealthy people have in their home, he also made the cylinders and sold those, right? Yeah, he really understood the commercialization of a product. Whatever America wanted, he wanted to produce. And so after he created the sound machine, then he had to create the music. He to play actually, on the sound machine. To play on the sound machine. He had a recording studio. He created the cylinders. Eventually, he worked with a flat disc. So he really Eventually was the Eventually, he got to records as correct, we know them. Correct. And but he also started a jukebox with these cylinders. Correct. He and put a nickel in, and it played a song. <laughs> and, you know, he came here in 1885. So by the time he visited here, he already had under his belt the light bulb, the electrical generating system, the phonograph. He was already almost 40 years old, and here he is 40 years old, about to be married a second time, and he discovers Florida. And so for the next uh, the 1890s, the early 1900s, right on through 1930, he was our favorite visitor. <laughs> but but he the house is in impeccable condition. You have many of his... He is and his wife's, I mean, her hair, I mean, furniture, original stuff, they, did they just leave it here? Yeah, they did. Mrs. Edison stayed on until the 1940s, and then she gave the property to the citizens of the city. So it has been a jewel here in southwest Florida, open to the public for 60 years now. And the plant, the give me 30 seconds on the vegetation. He was, he was a botanical... Nut. Nut, right. He loved anything you could research with, anything exotic, tropical, we have it. From all over the world. All over the world. Orchids, palms, citrus, we he have brought it. 200 palm trees from, uh, from Cuba, and now they line McGregor Boulevard, which is the main avenue, for miles, literally. We are the city of palms. We love our palm trees here. <laughs> it's just a, an incredible... How many acres do you have here? We have about 30 acres combined. All, all open to the public. Mm -hmm. All open okay. to the public year-round, every day. And yesterday, TJ gave... This is a little footnote. TJ <laughs> gave a demonstration of the standard phonograph yesterday, and he had that big one, and the way volume was controlled sometimes is they put a sock in, in this big uh, horn, right. which is where the phrase put a sock in put it comes from. Put a sock in it, right. <laughs> Chris Mendelton, executive director. We'll give you the website when we come back because we're running out of time. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Now here's something you don't hear on the radio every day. Someone who can't see. I... I'm totally blind. So I go through periods when I'm unable to sleep at night, and I feel like I'm constantly running, but can never quite catch up. But this isn't a sleep problem. It's something called non-24-hour disorder. Learn more about non-24 by calling 855-856-2424 or visiting learnmorenon24.com. When a cold hits, you've got to hit back. And when your cold comes with both pain and sinus pressure, you've got to hit back even harder with Advil Congestion Relief. Only Advil Congestion Relief delivers a powerful one-two punch at pain and sinus pressure, combining the power of Advil, the number one selling pain reliever, with a proven nasal decongestant, all in a single pill. So when colds hurt, choose Advil Congestion Relief. Use as directed. Available at Walmart. You thought Boost Mobile had low prices before, but now they're dropping lower than ever for anyone switching to a Boost 4G LTE device by March 31st. Are the prices this low? Now, lower. $35 a month low. How about this? Now, try $35 a month for six months low. Wow, that's low. You're right, it's low. That's how Boost Mobile does it. They go $35 a month for six months low, all with unlimited talk, text, and data. 
Oh, baby, for only $35 a month? I'm down with that. Available at Boost Mobile, Best Buy, and Radio Shack. Boost Mobile. Be heard. No, no, like this. <clears throat> Boost Mobile. Be heard. Offer available 2614 to 331.14 at BoostMobile.com and select retailers only. Limited to new accounts and purchase a 4G LTE device. Rates increase after introductory rate. Coverage not available everywhere. Includes 2.5 gigabytes per month for high-speed data. See BoostMobile.com slash 35 plan or participating dealer for details. Robitussin Coffequence number 29, the not-so-silent night. <coughs> oh. Sorry, hon. <laughs> oh, you keep waking me up. I think that's... on. <coughs> it's 3 a.m. I've got to get up for work in four hours. <coughs> Fortunately, Robitussin DM Max now comes in a new nighttime formula for fast, powerful cough relief that helps you sleep like a baby, which is good news for you and the person one pillow over. Robitussin Nighttime. Don't suffer the consequences. Use as directed. Your heart. It powers your body to walk enough stairs in a lifetime to climb the Empire State Building 1,000 times. Your heart is amazing. Take care of it with Centrum Silver, multivitamins with B vitamins and lycopene to help support your heart and packed with key nutrients for your eyes and brain too. Centrum Silver for the most amazing parts of you. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Get out the map, get out the map, and lay your finger anywhere down. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 43 minutes after the hour. You know, I was talking with... Um uh, Chris Pendleton about the Edison Ford Winter Estates, and I didn't have time to give you the website. If you're coming down here or interested in this fascinating place, you've got to stop by here. The website is edisonfordwinterestates.org. So all one long word, edisonfordwinterestates.org. I'm delighted to welcome Steve Tutko to the microphone. This is a place called Babcock Ranch, and this is history personified. Tell me about the Babcock. Tell me, first of all, who is Mr. Babcock and how did he get this ranch? Yeah. We're also, you're also celebrating the 100th anniversary of the Babcock Ranch, so the original Mr. Babcock could not be with us today, I understand. That's correct. As a matter of fact, coincidentally, this is the 100th anniversary weekend for the Babcock Ranch. Uh, Mr. Edward Vos Babcock of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, started the Babcock Lumber Company uh, in 1887. It's still going strong. It's actually one of the oldest companies in America. It's a family-held company. And it started in Pittsburgh. It started in Pittsburgh, and Mr. Babcock was literally running out of lumber for his lumber company. The northern part of the country was being overcut in some spaces, so mm -hmm. he looked in different places of the country for lumber. And he found out that Florida had a lot of longleaf pine and cypress, and that was the key. Was That's the what cypress. brought him here? That's what brought him down here. He actually came down in 1912 to scout out the area. Of course, there were no roads. Uh, he had to come down by buggy, by horse, uh, by boat, and he came down in the area. And in 1914, he started purchasing the Babcock Ranch. And how many acres is it today? Today, it is 90,000 acres. Wow. Originally, it was 156,000 acres. It was just a very, very large property. Actually, part of that property now is the Babcock Webb Wildlife Management Area, which is basically a state preserve. Now, the, the family uh, actually transferred the ranch uh, a few years ago so that the state of Florida now owns 73,000 acres, and that's called Babcock State Preserve. 
and the Babcock Ranch uh, will eventually be probably a new community built on the southern part of the ranch in Charlotte and Lee counties. Okay, now I, I know he started by by looking for the forest, but then in the 30s, cattle became big here. Did, it did. did. Is, when the word I think the word ranch, I think of cattle as opposed to forests. So. Yes, then that's correct. Uh, the as the lumber was being basically used up. However, Mr. Babcock was very smart. He didn't cut all the lumber. We have longleaf Good. pine on the ranch. Uh, we have one of the largest areas of longleaf pine still in existence in the state of Florida. And a lot of the cypress trees were not cut either. So we have a lot of really virgin cypress trees. So in the 30s, they transferred over to cattle. And the Babcock Ranch became one of the largest cattle ranches. What's there now? I want to talk about what people can see when they come to the Babcock, Babcock Ranch now. In 1988, Mm -hmm. Fred Babcock, his son, Edward Vos's son, started the Babcock Wilderness Adventures. And this was one of the first agri-eco-tourism sites in the state of Florida. And what he wanted was to have an educational situation here. Uh, Mr. Babcock was very, very proud of, of this ranch and in this tour. And he decided to open up the ranch to the public. And people can come out. It's a 90-minute, all-narrated tour. And we ride around on what we call swamp buggies. Now, these are large swamp buggies. These are basically buses that we've reconverted. But we drive through four different habitats. Uh, we drive through the swamp, right into the water. It's all very safe. Uh, you see a lot of wildlife. It's all natural. What and might I see when you uh, speak of wildlife? Many, many different birds, alligators. We have many different areas of the ranch that you will be guaranteed to see alligators every day because that's where they live. And because there's no hunting or anything else on the ranch, uh, it's just amazing how much you can see. We have some uh, cougars in a very large natural enclosure. Amazing, amazing. Uh, of course, the Florida panther is an endangered species. So we have a subspecies. It's actually a, a cougar, but we have some of those you can see. Uh, it's just amazing the amount of wildlife plus the history of the ranch itself. We have some old buildings that are still there too. Do you have to book ahead to do this tour? It's everything is really done by reservation. Uh, we have reservations uh, almost every hour, but you really want to call ahead and that's so that when you come out, you'll know exactly what time you're going to be taken around. And that's babcockwilderness.org or com? Uh, com. BabcockWilderness.com. Wilderness yes. And this is appropriate for kids. I mean, kids must love this. Kids love this I mean, up tour. close and alligator, hello. It Absolutely. can't get any better than that. You even have a chance to pet an alligator. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if I want to take that chance. That's fun. It is A lot fun. of people I, like to do that. But w w what happened to your left arm hand there? What, you uh, only have well, four, three fingers uh, on. I missed one. <laughs> you have I'm to be kidding. careful. <laughs> I'm Steve Tutko has yeah. all ten digits. And, yes, uh, I do. He's been working on the Babcock Ranch for how long? Well, I was with the family for 20 years. I'm retired now, mm -hmm. but I was with the family for 20 years, and uh, it was an experience of a lifetime. I'm a biologist by trade, and I can't begin to tell you what a wonderful experience it was for me, and it is for everyone else that comes out. If you're coming down to Fort Myers, book ahead, BabcockWilderness.com. Show the kids a few alligators up close and personal. Today Thank we'll you. See. You're welcome. Thank you. Mr. Tutko is, is, well, friends with the ranch, let's say. We'll be right back yes. here. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. 
Welcome back. Coming to you live this Saturday, lovely Saturday morning in Fort Myers, Florida. You know Sanibel Island. You've heard of Captiva Island. Those are barrier islands right here in the same county as Fort Myers. And I told you, oh, we are coming to you live from the Edison Ford Winter Estates. This is where Thomas Edison and Henry Ford spent some of their winter months. It's open to the public. Uh, Thomas Edison's laboratory is here with his original vials and beakers and all kinds of strange machines and so on. Definitely worth a visit. I told you at the top of the hour that one of my guests was going to be named Pam Rambo and that she didn't just collect shells. She dreams about them. She blogs about them. She breathes <laughs> shells. And here she is. Pam, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rudy. How nice to be here. How long have you lived here? I've lived here 13 and years. And before that? I was in Virginia Beach and then had a very short stop in Miami for five. You like to be by a beach with her shells. I do. How did you become a sheller? That's, is that the word? Sheller? Yeah, it's okay. a sheller. Sheller. I grew up shelling with my family from Virginia Beach. We'd go to the um, beaches there. Not as many shells in Virginia Beach, but when, after a nor'easter or something like that, they'd, they'd wash up on the beach. The Outer Banks has a lot of shells. So I How's this place up. right? for shells. N numero uno. Really? And you would know. Yes, we are here for the shells. You have a blog and, and Janet is going to post a link to that blog on my Facebook fan page which is Rudy Maxa Travel Slash Leisure. She'll post it even as we're speaking I have a feeling. 45,000 people tune into this. Well, click on this every month or yep. read your postings. Yes. How much can you say about uh, shelling? <laughs> what do you, you get a new shell, you put a picture of it? What do you? No, because it's so interesting on our beaches in Lee County, the, the beaches change every day with the tides, the currents, the wind. The wind is the biggest factor of what washes up on our beaches. So some days you'll have um, hundreds of sand dollars that wash up on the beach. Um, another day we'll have little um, tiny wintel traps, the little mini shells and you know what I call the Sanibel Six, which are the tulips, the olives, the uh, the whelks. And I know this is radio, but I did bring you what is in this a bag whole here? bag of shells. Yeah, dump these out here. Oh and my goodness. Yes, these are all from here? These are all from here oh, these and are these beautiful. are all of the shells that you can find on our beaches. You know Just what? about every single day. All right, the next commercial break, I'll take a picture of these and I'll send it up to Janet and she'll post it on our website. What? Now, this is a sand dollar. This is about yes. all I know, right? Yes, that's a sand dollar. And right. all these other names I've never I, heard of. And that's when you ask me, what is there? How, how do you blog about something right. so often? This is why, because there are so many different species of shells that we get that wash up on these our beaches. These are beautiful. Aren't they beautiful? What do you do, all right, what do, you do with these shells? You put put them above your fireplace. Do you post them? I you have paste them, them on lamps. Vessels you... around the house. I have mirrors that I have, um, you know, glued them to. I um, do little bracelets and gifts. I do a lot of gifts. May I ask you? Live, do you live alone? No, I'm married. How does your husband, uh, is he into the shelling? He is an extreme sheller as well. He is. Yes. Was that one of the qualifications when you met him? Was, <laughs> yes, definitely. They like shells, you're in, right? Yes. Otherwise, goodbye. Right. Actually, one of our um, first dates was to the beach and we went shelling. So, oh, what yeah. A, and do you have kids? No, no, no kids. Okay. Well, yeah, who's got two time cats. to have kids? I know. We have two cats. Got and those are so does he yeah. paste things? You, you, you have a mirror with a thousand shells or something? Yes, and they're of one species, and that is of the worm shell, which looks like a little I have, corkscrew. I have never it's seen anything cool. like it. What, yeah. who, who lives in What is this? Who lives in this? It's Well, it's a mollusk that, that builds these shells. We have our um, skeleton on the inside of our bodies, and the mollusk have their 
skeleton on their outside. I've never seen and this the worm is, one. Yeah, they're all little snails that live inside these that, that make these shells. So one thing I learned, I stopped at the Bailey Matthews Shell Museum on, on Sanibel oh, good, Island. good, And I learned, yeah. you know, I've always, I've often seen shells with little holes, impeccably drilled holes in them. And I said yeah. to the guy, what, what's with these holes in them? He said, well, those, these guys eat themselves, eat others yeah. of their kind. Yeah, And some they're of them have these little, some. little, little teeth that if you put them under a microscope are like little saws. And they can drill holes into the shells, and then they suck out the occupant of the shell. They do. This it sounds one, like cannibalism to me. This is one of the shells. That's a whelk, and that does that. Um, and that's the shark's eye. That's a they, tough town at the bottom of the ocean if you've got guys I drilling know. into your house. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, but... Are you ever surprised after all these years of shelling? I'm surprised every day because, the really, the beaches change every day. We had some really high northwest winds. Um, this week mm -hmm. and um, so now today we have a lot of really fun stuff that washed up on the beach and like sand dollars and so you just never know what's going to be there is, is until there, you get to the beach. You is never there one know. beach you always go to? No, I go to a lot of different beaches. Are the barrier islands the best? Because yes. it's coming in from the Gulf? Sanibel and Captiva really are the best but okay. I'm telling you there's a great beach on Fort Myers, Bunch Beach, Little Hickory and Bonita, Fort Myers Beach on the um, south side is really good, so it's really fun. You and can... and do you ever how many how long how many years you've been doing this? All my life. <laughs> okay, all your life. So what are you? Twenty three, twenty four. Oh, thank you. No, I'm than... fifty. I have to show you this one show. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Yeah, that is the prize jewel that everybody What's looks that for. Called? This is the Genonia. Genonia. Yes. Oh, I'm going to yes. take a picture of that too. I'm going to take yeah. a picture of all these. Yeah, Most... these are yours, and then but I no, no, need no. to keep this one. You can't one. give me these. This is oh, too yeah. much. Oh no. All right, let me. Last question okay. because we have five seconds okay. left. Do you ever find a shell that surprises that, that's new to you? Yes, I found a new shell yesterday. Unbelievable. Yeah. Her name is Pam Rambo. We'll put a link to her shell blog at RudyMaxa.com. Uh, excuse me, not RudyMaxa.com. At Facebook, RudyMaxaTravel/Leisure. Coming to the end of the first hour. If your station's leaving us, it breaks my heart. Most of our stations are staying for the second hour. We'll be back in about six minutes. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.